entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. Now more than ever, you need a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides your growth. I want to share with you some strategies that I've earned and learned on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm excited to have my new friend on today as a guest, Brendan Kuma Rasami. Hey, um, pretty good. Brendan is the founder of Master Talk. He is a king on a YouTube channel where he started to help the world master the art of public speaking and communications. He coaches pur- purpose-driven entrepreneurs on how to master their message and share their ideas with the world, which is so important for businesses. We're just really excited to have you on here, Brendan, to teach us about public speaking and, and really getting that uh, getting that number one fear knocked away so we can impact the world. So welcome to the podcast, Brendan. Of course, Marcia. It's such a pleasure to be here. Excellent. So again, tell me, we all know that this is one of those things people lose sleep over. Their, their heart rate comes up. They start getting anxious, sweaty. They're thinking about how do I talk to people um, from stage, from video, from wherever they're talking and not have to resort to thinking of people in their underwear. Yeah, definitely not my recommended approach either. <laughs> so, so what do you think on that? What, how, how, can we, how can we get over this, this uh, arduous task of speaking publicly? Of course. So the first thing we need to do is get rid of all this nasty language around public speaking, the complexities, the fear, the arduousness. The first step, Marcia, is to ask a simple question, especially if you're someone who's listening right now who's really scared of communication and speaking on a stage. And the question is, how would the world change if you were an incredible communicator? Most people, when we think about public speaking, we wrap it around as this fear-mongering tactic that we put on ourselves, rather than seeing it as a way to inspire, as a way to make a difference, as a way to make change. Think about your own podcast, Mercy, and the guests that you bring on the show. The goal of communication, especially in the conversation that we're having right now, is not to scare people. It's not to be afraid, but rather use our voice to make a difference in the world. So I would start at chapter one, which is reflecting on that question. I like that. That's powerful because if, if we're here to serve and, and make an impact, then we can do that through our voice. I like that. It takes some of the stress away. So what are some of the other tips that we can use? Right. So that's chapter one. So now chapter two is understanding where fear comes from. Why are we scared of public speaking anyways? Right, we're, we're, you know, I'm talking to people in South Korea, you know, Europe, Germany, everywhere, and we're all scared of public speaking. We don't really know why. The answer is very simple. Where do we give most of our presentations? The way we give most of our presentations is the, is the education system. Right, 100% of everything we've done is mandatory. We don't wake up one morning and say, "Hey, Marcy, you want to get breakfast and present all day?" Says nobody ever. I'm probably <laughs> one of four people in the country who probably says that. And then in that education system, regardless of where you're from, three things always happen. One, you never get to pick the topic. And if you do, 
it's generally something you're not passionate about. Think about the Renaissance in history class or some, mm. some Shakespearean novel. Nothing wrong with these things. Most people don't like presenting them. Number two, students don't care. Not because they don't care about us. Because remember, it doesn't matter if you're a senior executive, a business owner, or someone who's just getting started. All of our presentation habits are learned in those moments. So when those students are listening to you, the reason they're not paying attention is not because you're a bad speaker. It's because they got to talk about Egypt in 10 minutes. So they're biting their nails thinking about their own presentation. Right? And then you have teachers. Teachers are very well-intentioned, very well-educated. A lot of respect for them. But the issue is that there's too many kids in the class. So when they have 60 students to coach and train, and they all have to give presentations, do they really have time to sit you down for 10 minutes and work on your presentation skills? The answer is no. So let's recap. In almost 100% of the presentation you've given your entire life, you present topics you don't care about, to students who don't care to listen, to teachers who don't have time to coach you, and this behavior gets repeated in everything. Math, sciences, language, French, gym, music, on and on and on. We're taught to believe that public speaking, Marcia, is a chore. And that's the punchline, is understand that the fear of communication has nothing to do with us, but rather the system in which we grew up learning the skill in the first place. Makes complete sense. Now I realize where all those fears and anxieties have come from because I wasn't prepared. I didn't enjoy my topic and the person I'm talking to wasn't listening. And the person that was supposed to help me never really helped me. So I'm all winging it on my own, which is a whole nother problem is that winging it version, right? Absolutely. Being prepared. <laughs> right. So, so now the million dollar question is how, what do we do about this? Absolutely. Right. Okay. Brendan, it's great. You talked about the fear. We understand where it comes from. What do we do about it? Simple. Think of fear like a boxing match. So let's picture a boxing ring, right? On one side of the ring, you have your fear. And the other Mm -hmm. side of the ring is your message. The fear will always be in that ring. Like I'm a professional keynote these days, and I'm still scared of public speaking sometimes. There's always a new audience, a new group I need to speak to. But the question we need to ask ourselves is why does the fear not get in our way? And the reason it doesn't is because the message always gets the knockout punch. The fear will always be there, but as long as the message that you have to share with the world is more important to you and the people you serve, the fear will always dissipate. And I'll use myself as an example to be more specific. I started Master Talk when I was 22 years old. And I started Just yesterday, right? Literally. And I, no, actually, not really, but uh, I've been coached for a long time. But I mean, you know, I, start, I just started coaching at a younger age. And then I started coaching senior level executives who are double my age when I was 23. The reason I'm telling you this is who in the world am I to do that, right? Who in the world am I to have all these C-suite executive clients and all that stuff? C-suite is CEOs for those who are listening, aren't sure what that is. But the point I'm driving is where did that confidence come from? Mm. Two parts. One is preparation. You know, I'm young, but I've also presented a thousand times. So that's, you know, that's, you just got to know what you're talking about. That's one side. But the other side, that's obvious, we know. But the other side that we don't talk about has nothing to do with breathing or picturing everyone in their underwear, as you mentioned very well, <laughs> or drinking a glass of water, or yeah, oh, I love this one, power posing. Yeah, that works. I'm being yeah, right, or 
doing the jump jumping jacks in the in the back room before you get on stage. Yes, right. It's just I mean, like you know, it, it could give you maybe small increments, but it's I love how you're playing into this great. But it is the point that I'm driving, Marcia, is that none of these things really work. What really works is having a belief system. Why are you giving this presentation to begin with? Why are you starting this podcast? Why are you doing this YouTube channel? And for me, it was very simple. Was I scared of those executives who were like 45 years old that wanted me to coach? Absolutely. I didn't know if I could deliver the result, even if I delivered it on clients in the past. But the thing that made me do it was understanding the following. 16-year-old Julia can't afford me and needs my YouTube videos. But the only way to create the production I do today, because I have a full-stack team who works on Master Talk, I need financial resources to serve people who can't afford me, which means it's not about saying, oh, yeah, I'm just going to jump around and get the executive and have the confidence to coach them. No, no, no. It's about saying, I need to figure this out or else I won't have the money to help poor little Julie and Billy in their high schools where they're not being taught the right tools and how to speak. That's the Mm. belief system. Another great example I'll give you to kind of close this thought is Brene Brown. I'm sure you've talked about Brene in many of your shows, right? She's an expert of vulnerability. She's a master at what she does. But she also hates public speaking, and she's very public about that. Mm. So why did she do it anyway? Why did she get up on that TED stage and share her ideas? She's a PhD in social work. By the way, I love Brene Brown. This is coming from a place of she's amazing. But that's the point. She even says in her first TED Talk, she doesn't like speaking, but the reason she does it and I'll add more detail, is because she had a choice to make. And that Mm. choice was the following. A, keep my information in books and research papers that at the end of the day, very little people are going to read. Nobody reads it. Right. Especially (laughs) that, you know, that single mother who has seven kids, like she just doesn't have time. And option B is saying, I'm going to spend 15 minutes out of my life to make this nice free YouTube video, TED Talk, and hopefully that'll inspire her. So she, had, she made a choice to do that. I made a choice to do Master Talk. And when it comes to your fear, now I ask you all to make your choice. Hmm. Wow, really impactful. Because, you know, we do. We got into our business or we came into our world because we had a passion to do something. If we didn't, we probably shouldn't be in our business. Um, but if we're trying to make an impact and a significant change in the world, with me, it's all about business planning and you've got to have a plan or you're just, you're planning to fail. If I didn't have that message, then I couldn't get on stage and talk about that. Or I couldn't get on this podcast and talk about it, or I couldn't have written my book or done the things that I'm doing because that is better than, than not sharing the message and being afraid and keeping it to my chest. I'm liking this. This is really powerful, really powerful stuff. Wow. Okay. So we're now realizing that it's important for us to get our message out there. Communication is the only play with it. And I love the impact that you can do with the fact that you're giving a free message or you're working with the business owners that can pay you so you can take care of little Julie and Billy. So that's, that's really interesting. So with this in mind, how does a business owner, um, an entrepreneur, someone who's trying to communicate to their customers, maybe they're not trying to get up on stage, but they're just trying to be more effective in their communications and share their passion without the proverbial throwing up on people. Is there a skill that we can do or we can learn to, to master that? 
Absolutely. I'll give you the easiest trick in the book. If you do this, I guarantee you will 10x your communication skills overnight. Okay. And the method is called the puzzle method. Public speaking, Marcia, is like a jigsaw puzzle. You know those thousand-piece puzzles you kind of do with your family? I guess now because COVID is rampant, there's not much else to do. So I'm, I'm sure puzzles have increased in demand and popularity. But anyways, the question for you, Marcia, is let's say you're building one of these puzzles. You're putting them together with people in your house or something. Which pieces would you start with first and why? Hmm. In theory, I would think you'd go for the outside corner edges, right? And I'm not a big puzzle player, but if you start there, you've at least got something that's shaped in a way that you can, you know where it belongs, right? It's right. one and, of those four corners. <laughs> right. And, and trust me, I'm not an expert either. And you got the answer I would have came up with, <laughs> right? It's just, they're just easier to find, gives you a nice framework, and then you tackle the middle. It's not the question to ask ourselves. Why don't we do that in public speaking? We have a work-related presentation. We have a business proposal, boardroom meeting. We're selling to a customer. So what do we do? We shove a bunch of content in the middle. Shove, 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 shove. We got to talk about this. Got to talk about this feature. Got to talk about that. You get to the presentation. You blah, 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 blah. You get to the last slide, and it sounds something like this. Uh, yeah, so thanks. That's probably 95% of all of the presentations I hear. Whether you're a C-suite executive, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a six-year-old girl, it's always the same story. Last slide always sounds like that. So how do you fix this? Super easy. Treat your presentations like a jigsaw puzzle. Start with the edges first. Practice your introduction 50 times, not three times, not five times. 50 times. It actually won't take you that long. Each introduction is a minute. Do the same thing with the conclusion. What's a great movie with a terrible ending? A terrible movie. Same thing. 50 times. Two hours of practice will change your life. You look at your presentation and go, wow, pretty good at this public speaking thing. My introduction's really solid. My conclusion's really solid. Now let me tackle the middle. But remember, two things. One is, who does puzzles alone? Nobody. I don't know about you, but I don't like doing puzzles a lot. So get a friend, get a group of people, get other business owners around you, hire a coach, do something so that you're accountable and you're making presentations fun. Second thing is realize how cool this method is. The reason why it's cool, because as a business owner, your company isn't going to change. The second that you figure out what your five-minute presentation is, it will remain the same forever. So you only mm. need to master this once, and then you, you rinse and repeat, and then you'll be a master in no time. I like that. Bookends. Bookends are really important. You know, you're, you're so right with this because, you know, the, the end is your sales message, is your call to action, is your conclusion, your wrap, and why you've been talking this whole time. And it may be the, are you, you know, is, are, what's the next step? Are we going to move to the next call? Are we going to, are you going to buy my product? Are you going to, you know, subscribe to the podcast? Whatever the thing is at the end is so important. Um, but you can't do anything without the opposite of the beginning as well. Because how do you get them hooked and interested in listening to you if you don't have an engaging conversation up front? So I think I, think I, see, I, I see the, the cadence of it. And, and even if you did happen to change the three points in the middle, and it shouldn't be a, a, your life story and everything that's happened from day one to the current date, right? It should just be three easy points. But I'm thinking that 
if you're strong in the front and end, you know, that's, that's where the meat and potatoes are, right? Absolutely. I mean, the, the beginning is where you set the stage for your presentation. And if it sounds something like this, huh? Hi, hi everyone. Well, you we already lost you, right? And the, the best part of all this, it's super easy to fix. If you just do your introduction 50 times, you'll always be successful. Think about me on this show, right? You know, you're looking at me and going, wow, you know, this Brendan guy really knows how to speak. He's accomplished. Whereas the truth is, yeah. the only reason I know how to speak like this is because I've been asked the same questions 300 times, right? It's not because I'm special. It's not because I'm important. You know, episode one, Brendan, somebody comes up to Brendan and goes, so Brendan, uh, what do you think about the fear of public space? I go, well, I'm not actually sure. I'm making videos in my mother's basement. I guess I have to figure something out. <laughs> what is the 300 times you're like, let me tell you something, Marcia. Do you know about the education system that I get? That's the right. Key. It's, it's just repeated practice and so on. Right. And, and, and I can tell though, with you, this is something you honestly believe and, and are passionate about. So that change it changes it from somebody that's selling um, plumbing parts or, or, you know, something that probably isn't as, as, as exciting or sexy or impactful um, to the person, you know, that's listening or even the person that's talking about it. I had a client last night that I was speaking to and um, he is a, um, uh, he's working for an arborist company and get this, his title is branch manager. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. So with his title being branch manager, he's miserable because he's not out in the field anymore and he's thinking of starting his own business. Um, but he's he's miserable in it and he's not passionate about it. It's kind of a means to an end. So hearing his voice, I knew he wasn't my ideal client because he didn't have that passion in it. But to, to circle back around, you've got to have the passion to be able to communicate your your presence and your your offers and everything you have in there. So I think that that's... I think that's essential for it. So tell me some more tips. I'm, I'm, you're enlightening me with so many great ideas and I want to, I want to come back to you with, with what are some of the things? So you gave us the, the bookends and the puzzle and how to do that. Um, how do you figure out what's in the middle? Right. So, so the way that you figure out in the middle is there's no clear formula. If I'm being honest, yeah, I could tell you frameworks and all that stuff. It's going to be different for different people. What I will recommend is you want to have at least three key ideas, or sorry, one key idea, but three ways of defending that idea in the presentation. So I'll give an example. At the end of the day, Marcia, I can summarize my entire life's work in one sentence. And that one sentence is, if I can convince you that you can master public speaking, you'll master it. That's it. That's it. Like if I convince you how easy it is, you'll do everything else. You'll do the coaching. You'll watch the videos. You'll go on podcasts. You'll, you'll work on it. But if I don't convince you, then uh, nothing else will happen. In the same way, when you think about Tony Robbins and in his group of seminars, his, he only has one intention in that seminar. And the intention is to shock the potential out of you for you to just go, oh, I guess I can do it. So I might as well invest in this program, do that thing. and do the... so, so same thing with this. When you think about this presentation, and I really want you to apply everything we've learned to one presentation. That's probably the most important part. The reason it's the most important part, that's how you get better. The best speakers in the world, Gary Vee is a good example of this. He's been doing the same damn keynote for 14 years. The same one. Hey, guys, I'm from Belarus. I moved it. You guys have any questions? It's always the same thing. Right. That's he nails it every single time. That's what you want to do as a business owner because it'll let you be really good at one presentation and the skills that you get from that one presentation will start to trickle down into every presentation that you get. 
So now the question you need to ask yourself is what is your key idea? If you were to summarize your entire business in one sentence, what's the sentence? Figure that one out. Then after that, it's hard. That's, that's like 50%. No, I know it is hard, but, <laughs> but when you get it, it's like every, all the planets align and it's crystal clear. So I'm liking right. this. This is good. So that one thing. Yeah, and a question you can ask yourself to kind of help you through that is not what are you passionate about because that's super general, vague. I don't like that question. Unless you have it, then don't listen to me. But the other part of it that I love is what does the world need you most to do right now and why? There's a lot of things I could have done with my life, Marcia. Right? I could have been a video game player. I could have been a corporate executive at a company. I could have done a bunch of stuff. But the one thing that the world needed me most to do was definitely master talk because nobody was doing it, right? So that's the key. So what is that thing for you? And then you'll be able to find your one idea. Next, what is the best way of defending that idea? If my goal, bringing it back to Brendan, my goal is to convince you to master public speaking, is it better that I talk to you about all my most complicated uh, knowledge on pace, vocal variety, changes of tone, and, you know, oh, yeah, exactly, no, right? <laughs> For me to compare public speaking to something we've already tried at least once in our life, puzzles. Right? You kind of just go, wait a second. I don't feel scared anymore. It's pretty, pretty easy. So I'm very thoughtful about the way that I'm choosing my words and the way that I'm communicating to someone who doesn't know me yet. So you need to do the same thing with the ideas you share with the world, what is the easiest quick wins that you can get for someone with your idea in mind? So if you're a health, if you're a health expert, what is the one or two things that somebody could do tomorrow that would just blow their minds? Maybe it's, hey, you just eat an extra avocado every day or do this and see what happens. For, for me, it's you know, the stuff we talked about today, the puzzle method and what, whatnot. And then once you find out what those three quick wins are, it's going to be much easier for you to build out your content in the middle. I like it. So the, to, to recap, you're actually doing one problem and, or one, um, one, one thing that you do, you're not doing three things. You're doing one thing, but you're doing three different pieces. If I can get my fingers to work, three different pieces that support that one thing. Absolutely. And one thing I really want to drive, it doesn't need to be three, right? I'm just or, giving or a two. framework. Yeah, or no, no, you're on the right four or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong, including myself in, in instances where you try and come up and you solve three problems and, and then you get them going, well, here's one problem that I solve. Here's another problem that I solve. And here's another problem that I solve. And then what is the, what is the famous uh, quote that a confused mind doesn't take action? I love that. And so I'm liking this. If you work on one conversation and support that conversation with however many um, reasons why that one is the reason. Ooh. Ah, That's it. Good yeah. Stuff. Because good if you stuff. have three different problems, and especially with you being a business growth coach, like there's so many problems that you solve, like figuring out the niche, what client base to target, all that stuff. So you, you got to make different presentations on each of those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's how you really focus on today. We're going to talk about just how to find the perfect client. What does that person right. look like? And then another, right? And then that presentation, you can just pull out of your back pocket for the specific audiences that need that problem or have that pain point the most. And that's the easiest way to not just drive business, but also drive impact, which is the key at the end of the day. Right. Because 
this is this is really valuable in so many different areas. And I know it sounds like that we're talking only about public speaking, but if we pull this back together, we're really talking about your sales conversation. We're talking about the videos that you're doing or the marketing presentation that you're doing, the engaging your staff and getting them on board, uh, requesting money from from sources that you need funds for, investments from, or the banker, or you know whoever you're talking to, this this format that you're sharing with us, Brendan, today is something that you can stack and repeat on every one of those solutions. And I'm finding this very valuable, and I think the listeners are too. So, what else do we need to know? You've given us you've given us how to get over the fear because it's more about our impact. And you've given us lessons about the puzzle on how to put the puzzle pieces together with the bookends. And then you've also given us how to talk during our conversation. What are some final thoughts that you'd like to share with us that will impact us and and push us towards having better conversations or communications? Of course. I think the last thing is understanding why communication is such an easy thing to master once you take the first step. And the reason is because communication is a multiplier effect, Marcia. What do I mean by this? When you think about communication, there's different things that come to mind. Boardroom meetings, classroom presentations, boardroom presentations, conversations with our loved ones, tough conversations with our loved ones. (laughs) So it's everything, right? Communication is everything. But that's where the beauty lies. Because if you get better at one side of communication, you'll automatically get better at all of them. So in other words, what I'm saying is become a master of one and you'll slowly become a master of all. So the point of view that I want people to bring is to start practicing. Start with presentation skills. That's usually the best one for people to get with because it's the one most people struggle with that has the easiest return on investment. You do really well presentation, your business is really sore. And then you look at it, you get really excited. You go, wow, I'm really good at this presentation thing. Then move to conversations. What can I do to listen more effectively as an individual? Am I actually paying attention to what this person is saying? How can I take better notes? Then you become a better listener. And then that makes you a better guest on podcasts and a better host on podcasts. And then that makes you over and over. And then it becomes this crazy cycle where you just become really good at communication really quickly. I like it. I like it. So is there any kind of um, uh, framework that we could do on that first part to get us to move to the second part? Because most people, and I think you know this too, they get some idea and they go, oh, I want to jump to the end. They flip to the end to read the book, or they want to get to the to the advanced strategies and never really formulated the, the basic strategies. Do we just simply figure out what we're going to say and start practicing on the bookends and start repeating and I mean, what what kind of steps do we need to do? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be more specific here. So the key is, step number one is apply puzzle to one presentation. Okay, take one. What is the most important presentation that you have to give the most amount of times? That's the key. Okay, so in your business, it is going to be, I'll tell you, I know, it's your company. What does your company do? What are you trying to help people with? What are you trying to serve people? That's what you do. Right, So that presentation, you're going to be giving a thousand times. And the reason I say a thousand is because we're not just including your actual formal presentations. We're talking about the investors that you're trying to attract, talking about the employees you're trying to get into your business. We're talking about the customers that you want to drive to bring your sales up. Like Every day is a pitch if you're the CEO of your own thing. So that's why for me, that is the easiest presentation, the most impactful one for you to start with. 
Then you apply puzzle to that presentation. You go, okay, can I explain my business in five minutes? And if I only had five, what would I explain? It's that people buy or get really excited about what I'm working on at the end of those five minutes. That's your first challenge. If you do that right, you don't have to worry about anything else. Boom. That's, 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 that's already going to like in a 10 X your business. And then after that, that's then you'll get it. really excited about communication and then you'll do everything else. You'll go watch my videos, learn conversations, you'll learn listening, and then you'll, you're, you're on your way. Speaking of, so this has been really good information and I know our listeners are going to just want to grab more of these ideas and trainings and figure out more about you. Brendan, where can, where can listeners find more about you? Absolutely, Marcia. So the easiest way to get a hold of me is definitely the YouTube channel. All you have to do is go onto YouTube and type Master Talk in one word, and you'll find me right there. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Okay, so do you have anything that um, listeners might want to uh, download or jump onto? No, feel free to just check out the YouTube channel. Okay. But I will leave you with a book recommendation in final oh, words. Good. So book recommendation, a lot of people ask me that for public speaking. I recommend Thirst by Scott Harrison. Scott's the CEO of Charity Water. He's a really smart guy. I like the way that he applies a lot of the things that we talked about today in his organization. He's raised hundreds of millions of dollars for charity. I think it's a great case study, even even if you're a business owner, because he's working with less capital and he's doing much better than most people out there. So I think he's someone you want to pay attention to. Okay, repeat that name again, Scott. Scott. Scott Harrison. Harrison. His memoir is excellent. Yeah, there you go. And life advice is be insane or be the same. You want to be like everyone else. That's totally fine. But if you made it 30 minutes to this conversation, you probably want to do something important with your life. So the only advice I have for you is the following. If you want to do great things in life, the only path forward is the path less traveled. The path where only insane people go. Don't you find it odd that a 22-year-old started a YouTube channel on executive communication tips? Not on vlogs, not on pranks like most people do, but on public speaking. And then he went to coach people double his age the year after, does very well in his business, but still lives in his mother's basement, doesn't own a car, karaoke's in eight different languages, loves Justin Bieber, and dances alone in his basement an hour a day. How do any of these decisions make any sense at all? And that, my friends, is the point. When every decision in your life makes sense to the only person that matters, which is you, you'll probably end up becoming very successful in your life. Well said. Well said. And I love the idea that you dance by yourself in your mom's basement. We, we, all, we all need that kind of insanity going on, <laughs> especially in today's world. So, Brendan, thank you for showing up here today. This has been super valuable and great information that I know our listeners are, are just going to eat up. And especially in the holiday times when communication uh, and COVID times or communication is, is tied to this stupid little camera that we're talking into today, um, you know, to be more impactful and to get your message shared in the right way uh, that changes people's lives. I think it's, it's good stuff. So, well, listeners, thanks for listening. I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business today that'll make you more profitable. And I know communications is that key that we seem to be uh, uh, lacking just a little bit in. So considering what's happened today uh, with business this year, now more than ever, it's important to create your own profit plan so that you too can have a thriving business. So I've got for you six easy action steps that you can put into your business immediately that will get you more impact. So if you go check out fail 
foolproofbiz. That's B-I-Z.com. You can download my free tips that'll help uh, create more impact in your business. And so that way you can survive and thrive. So Brendan and I would love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So please comment uh, on the podcast uh, and make sure that you subscribe because we want to have you hear more great ideas in the future. And always you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. So we're looking forward to make more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with it. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Marcia.